Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley, and today we are here to recap Jeff Lewis Live for the week of October 23rd to the 27th with the permanent co-host slash guest host slash co-guest slash the co-owner of the JLL studio, Shane Douglas. <laughs> That's the promotion I'll give him. Okay, but on Monday's episode, we had Jennifer Tilly in the building. Tilly in the billy. Um, before Jennifer Tilly, though, is anybody else infested with ladybugs? They are crawling out of every crevice of my condo, and it's disgusting. I get it. They're, like, lucky, and they probably mean lovely things, you know? But, like, I don't want anything crawling around my con- except my cats. But except it actually is really entertaining for them. Like, it's provided so much activity. Because, again, they don't sleep. They just want shit to do. So... I feel like it might be a bad omen that I cheer them on as they hunt and kill these ladybugs. But at the same time, it's still better than my other idea, which I've never gotten over. Like I think about it on the daily randomly, where if you have indoor cats like mine that love hunting, but they can't go outside because you don't want them to die, die. Um, yeah, I really just want to go buy a parakeet from Petco and let it loose in my house and let my cats have some fucking fun, baby. (laughs) I would never, oh my God, I love you birds. Um, not really. Yeah. All right. But, uh, I know that's, that's evil. That's evil of me. How dare I? But it's so tempting. They'd be gone in two seconds. All right. So where were we? Ladybugs. No, Jennifer Tilly. So, I know I like to go on story rants. Uh, yeah, Jennifer puts me to shame. So, we went on this story ride about her sister, uh, Meg Tilly, the sister Tilly. And as she was talking, I don't even know what the story was about, but as she was talking, all I could think is Jennifer Tilly sounds like the female version of Doug Budin. Like, even the way the um, cadences of her voice, like the way the tones and everything. She's like, oh, I don't know. It just was very Budin-esque, you know? I also am going to have to refrain from calling Jennifer Jenny because I realized that, (laughs) you guys, if she ever went by Jenny, it would be Jenny Tilly. Jenny. Jenny Tilly, Jen- Jenna Tilly, Jenna Tilly, Jenna Tilly. <laughs> I'm, I, I love it. I love. <laughs> we love some good genitalia, but <laughs> Jenny Tilly. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm not the first one to ever make that joke, make that connection, and she probably goes by Jennifer because she's been tormented since <laughs> middle school by all the immature boys that you know they just are so lame and I clearly have their same sense of humor so (laughs) why else would I be recapping Jeff Lois um yeah but it was just like Jenna Lyons from Real Houses in New York I forget her real name but her brother or someone used to like joke that it was genitalia (laughs) I feel like Jenny Tilly is such a cute way to say genitalia genitalia it's just genitalia 
Um, and Jennifer, no disrespect. She's like, fuck this bitch. Tell, give her a cease and desist. Do not smear my name onto your genital talk. <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> that girl's got balls. <laughs> She's such a dick. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> but I ain't a pussy. At least you can say that. All right. So Jennifer Tilly talking about Real Housewives. She might not be a Real Housewife yet. Yet. I know she made a debut on Beverly Hills this week, but she is really making a good case for why she should be a housewife with her new potential lawsuit that she just earned herself on JLL because she admitted to the feds live on air because, yeah, obviously the feds are listening to JLL. What the fuck else are they doing with well, the as solving crimes hopefully hopefully um but yeah jennifer admitted that she pays her makeup artists under the table you know like those are amazing things to do because for the makeup artists i'm sure they love that right it's just not amazing to say it on a public platform where there could be public officials listen that's just my advice but who am i to say but all the makeup artists nowadays like <laughs> it just makes me think back in the day I just picture like young girls like doing other people's makeup and their moms are like you better go to college and get your accounting degree okay Marianne you ain't never gonna make a living off doing that makeup every day okay what you think you're clowning around Enter the housewife generation. Enter the housewife generation where they are more likely to have a makeup artist than a nanny, housekeeper, anything. Like they are with. <laughs> they're willing to put in the dirty work at their house if it means that they can afford the salary to pay a makeup. Probably all under the table. Everything's under. I love. I let's all go live under the table. Um, it's better than living under the rug where everybody sweeps things, anyways. Okay, so, because Lisa Barlow on Salt Lake City, she was saying that she uses her makeup artist every single, like, to do anything, to do anything. She sees her makeup artist more than family members inside of her own household, okay? Allegedly, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. But during her interview, she was like, even if my only task is getting the mail at the end of the driveway, then... <coughs> <coughs> Oh my God, Lisa, you caused me. I feel like she just put a hex on me. Like, bitch, don't ever fucking imitate me again. <laughs> what a fail. Oh my, that really hurt. Charlie, ouch, Charlie, that really hurt. Um, wow. Okay. Yikes. What was I saying? I don't want to imitate her. That, uh, that, all right. Wait, no, I kind of do want to try it again. She was like, even if my only task is getting mail at the end of the driveway, there might be paparazzi out there. So you loves it. Love, I love it. I love makeup. I love it. Um, Yeah, that was awful. But can you, I just don't get this. Like, can people really not do their own makeup well enough for daily wear? I don't care if you're a celebrity or not. Like how I just, I get for big events, of course, but like, I, I'm, what do you mean? How Jennifer Tilly, like, what do you mean? You don't you know how to do the eyeliner? Like you, I'm so confused. I've literally gotten my makeup professionally done one time and it's hilarious. Cause <laughs> so both sisters had weddings like a year apart from each other. So at the first sister's wedding, I got my makeup and hair done for the first time professionally, only because my parents paid for it, obviously. And so thank God, because I would have been livid if I had paid for this. 
it looked, I looked like garbage. I, I Maybe my sister, maybe the bride paid her under the table, like make her look like trash. She made us wear like sand colored dresses, which is evil to do to people with pale skin. And she knows that. So she like purposely, I, I won't get into that. Um, I love her. Love it. It was a beautiful, beautiful wedding. Okay. But the makeup artist did my face awful. Like it, it, it looked like there was nothing on it. And I was expecting like nice makeup from Sephora or some shit. She was just using regular like cover girl. And I was like, I can go and buy that. Like I wanted something nicer. And so anyways, um, I basically wash it off and I just did my own makeup and she got really mad. Like she obviously saw me. We were in a tiny room. And so she, I think she was a little offended at that and clearly knew I didn't like it. So cut to a year later at my next sister's wedding, different venue, different, all that different groom, different groom, thankfully. (laughs) And so we don't have that much family trauma. And so I already decided I was doing my own makeup because I did not want to fall into the same trap. And so when I entered the bridal suite, the makeup artist was turned to her. I just saw the back of her and she was like, so how many people am I doing? Like whatever. And they were like, oh, basically everybody but her. And they pointed to me right as I walked in and the makeup artist turned around and it was the same one from my first sister's wedding. (laughs) And she was like, oh, you're, you don't want me to do your makeup. And I was like, um, Unless you've taken a million tutorials since last year, I think I'm I'm good. I'm good. But it was like, what are the chances? I had no idea that they hired the same people. And <laughs> that's great. Okay, so um, then Jennifer Tilly confirmed her potential housewife status even more, even more by starting some fresh beef with Teresa Caputo and Teresa Judy Che Judice Ju. Uh, uh, what's the Louis, 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 whoa, whoa, let Teresa go. Um, oh my God. Do you think Joe and Melissa just sing that in their house together? Okay. So I believe that it started off as a compliment, but what happened is Jennifer said, oh, I love Teresa's big hair, Teresa Caputo's big hair, because Jeff was saying how it almost didn't fit under the headphones. And Jennifer was like, I also love the housewife who had big hair for her wedding. And Jeff's like, oh, Teresa, Louie, Louie. And Jennifer's like, yes, yes, I love big hair. You need a big face for big hair, just like mine. Like no one would ever accuse me of having Ozempic face. And I was like, oh. Jennifer, do you know what you just did? You do not fuck with Teresa's Caputo or Judy. Like you don't fuck with a Teresa. Okay. Or the saint, Saint Teresa. none of them, none of them. All right. You just said the only thing that they will hear in that statement that you said, I know you're again, trying to compliment them saying you love their hair, but you said that you need a big face. And for people with big egos, I don't think they want to be called big face. So I don't know. I would say face and not, I wouldn't say that again, but, um, I also, I don't think people would really accuse Teresa Giudice of Ozempic face because instead she's just 1 million percent proven to have face tune face. Like it's, oh no, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. So I don't. Um, all right. Jeff at Disney. Oh my God. This <laughs> not funny. It was hilarious. It wasn't funny. So we all know the comatose lady in a wheelchair. She was at Disney and she was left outside of a ride with a basket in front of her automated vehicle, which Jeff Lewis was then standing next to coma lady and, um, 
instead of throwing out his churro in a trash before he got on the ride, he just tossed it in the woman's basket. (laughs) Wait, okay, I'm sorry if, like, people are actually offended, but, like, the way that they were talking about it, I was dying. It was fucking hilarious like jeff just saw her family neglecting her and was trying to be kind like who just leaves who takes a lady in a coma to disney in the first place and then doesn't take them on the rides even like whatever she's in a coma why can't she go on the ferris wheel why can't she go on pirates of the caribbean why can't she flop down the log ride and get soaked in water and enjoy the rest of the day in her damp clothes like the rest of us god damn it just justice for this coma lady okay i'm team jeff on this one like he again was just trying to make her experience a little more magical and fill her basket with churros which (laughs) no that's literally so disgusting i just at least throw a 20 in there as well like come on what the fuck that's just rude because what if she didn't like the churro you know like what if she didn't like it and wants to throw it away now she has to do your chores for you so okay you can give people half eaten churros but give them a 20 20 and a churro great deal all right moving on to the tuesday episode we had justin chippendales and judge lauren lando lakes or Justin Martindale and Lauren Lake. We got the judge in the house, motherfucker. Court's in order. Every day's out of order. Life's out of order. We'll never put it back in order. But if we have anybody, if we have any chance of hope, if we have any chance in this world, there would be Judge Lauren. I'm just trying to show Oscar, like, some real announcing capability. But uh, we'll get into that later. I'm so sorry. Love you, Oski. Okay, so on JLL, they talk dog food. Someone didn't feed Toby. Sounds like the entire Chateau Lewis no one was getting fed. There was no food in the house for the humans. No food for the dog. I don't know. But basically, they talk about how they had to stop at a natural food place for Toby and how pet food is pretty much human food nowadays. It's all like clean, vegan, keto friendly, cage made with cage free chickens. I don't know, feed your chickens, cage free chickens. I don't know, um, but I you guys, because the you know they were trying getting at that humans can eat dog food like animal food nowadays, and they're not wrong. I mean, I have freeze dried shrimp that for my cats and that's the only ingredient and they're wicked expensive freeze-dried shrimp and do not think that i have not had a little bit of marijuana and thought some shrimp on top of this pasta would be delicious (laughs) delicious right now but i haven't i haven't yet yet get me high enough though no but so when i was younger though this is crazy i had a girl in my neighborhood she was obviously my best friend and she loved eating cat food dry food dry cat food and her mom literally had to stop keeping it in the house because she would eat it and so I brought her some. I would bring her some as a present. And specifically, I remember when she got her tonsils out because <laughs> she could only eat like jello and pudding and ice cream. And she was like, bring me the goods. And I was like, bitch, I got you. But not that lingo because we were just pure seven-year-olds. And so I brought her a bag of meow mix of dry, <laughs> dry meow mix. And she, it was empty by the time I left. Like she chowed down the whole... <laughs> 
Oh my God. Yeah. No wonder her mom didn't want me over. So then on JLL, we get a Jenny Pulo story. Oh my God. You guys, I miss that little muskrat so much. Oh, Jenny. If you want to know what Hollywood house lift really needs, really needs like, I know, I get it. You have your own thoughts about it, but truly you guys were like the dynamic duo, okay? We just love y'all together. I love, I want you and Heather McDonald to reconcile, but also more than, well, actually, I don't really care. I don't care, I don't care. More than, I care about you and Jenny. Let's say that. So Jeff, this is crazy though. They run into each other like once a year, their annual awkward run-in, and it happened at Taco Bell of all places. <laughs> Of course, at a literally fast food. Not only are there so many fast food options, but there are endless locations in the greater Los Angeles County area. The fact that they were there at the exact same time, that's the universe, bitch, okay? I wonder if that was in the coffee cup at all. I know that you are shedding some people, but are you ever adding people back in? Are you rehatching skin, regrowing, letting new skin cells regrow, perhaps? perhaps because, all right. So they see Jenny at Taco Bell and basically Jenny's already in the drive-through line and Jeff is parking to go inside, but the line, it's all right next to each other. And so Jenny sees them freaks out and tries to abort mission, get the fuck out of line in case Jeff I don't, like runs up to her car and like start, <laughs> starts like jumping on the windshield. Like go on the I don't even know what their fight was about. And so, um, but yeah, Jenny ended up doing a 47 point turn to get out of the drive through line. Like you want it to be a smooth exit and just like, oh my God, be chill. Just get the fuck out of here. And instead Jenny was like, fwee, 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 do I turn here? I'm trying to turn here. And you guys, that is the definition of a fweefer. Like Jenny had a fweefing moment. Okay. Fweef. We are all fweefers at some point. We all have these moments, but it's like in Mario Kart when it's like ding, ding, ding. And then all of a sudden some of the cards start spinning out. That's spinning out. That's a fweef. They just start like spinning out. Even if it's like mentally anything in their mind, like it's just like stop fweefing and just stay in the drive through line. If Jeff is going to jump on your windshield, let him jump. Let him jump on the windshield. All right. You'll go for a little ride. Go up and down for a few seconds. It'll just kind of fun. It's like you have hydraulics on your car. Plus, he never would, all right? He would send Shane to do it instead. <laughs> Let's be real. Oh, my God. Also, to be real, I would be the worst assistant for Jeff. Not work-wise, but, like, people want to have fun. You know, you don't want to be... Jeff and Shane work well together because they also eat well together. They both go to the same... They're okay with the same food, whatever. But if I was chef's assistant and we went to all these fast food restaurants for lunch, like I, I would pull out a brown paper bag. I would, I would fucking bring my own from home. Like, I don't want that. I don't want that shit. And then he would be like, I don't want to eat this alone. Like, that's no fun. And so then you get fired because you don't want to eat McDonald's. You all know how many times it has happened to me, you guys? Never. But it could. It could happen to any of us. All right. So... That's why it's like you got to do what your boss wants to do or because they are the one that pays you. That's why I forever say everybody in Jeff, what an advantage that he gets to hire people that he wants to work with. But one of the 
consequences of that is that they will forever, even subconsciously without meaning to always kind of do what you want to do or somewhat agree with you because, you know, all right. So, um, anyways, let's move on gaze versus ways. How do we find our way out of here? Do we use gaze or ways? Um, yeah. So Jeff wants to make the app gaze, which is the gay version of ways. Uh, but the point of that is that Jeff used ways to see what, how long it would take to get to Disneyland. And then he basically laughed in its face and took his own route that got there 10 minutes faster. Do you know how much of a big deal 10 minutes is like in that ski? No, that's unacceptable. That ways did not provide that route. You know, like it makes no sense. And it just confirms my conspiracy even more that all of the map apps, map app, map app, um, they're in cahoots. They're all just in cahoots to direct traffic and like, keep you on the main road so that all the people who know like who created the app they get to use the fun back roads honey they get to use the gaze they use jeff's version they use his route and they get to get there faster because they directed all of us fools onto the main routes boom there you go that's how you make a conspiracy 101 all right, so our little Shaney, Shane's on a dating show. Whoop, whoop. The only person in Hollywood with more TV shows than Jeff Lewis is his assistant. <laughs> that is the most LA thing I've ever, ever heard. I love it. But before Shane filmed for the night, um, he was in the car with Jeff and Toby and Toby shit all over him. Or like shit near him and the scent wove right into the fabric of our lives. I don't, it was, I don't know. But Jeff, he got, <laughs> so Shane changes clothes, but he still kind of smelled like shit a little, which I wonder if Jeff keeps, I know that he always has um mouth spray or whatever, fresh mouth freshener, sure, in his car or like with him. Isn't that his thing? Like, ch-ch. Or maybe it used to be until he realized all the chemicals that are in it. We don't need to talk about it. Um, yeah, so um, what were we saying? Mouth spray. Oh, does he have cologne in his car? Because I you, I always have perfume. So then you can do like a quick little refresher right before you go shopping, go into a new store. You know, you've been running around all day. So I'm just suggesting keep some cologne nearby. Um, and then just drench your pants in it, Shane, if you ever get shit on again by Jeff's dog. <laughs> The best part about this is when Jeff delivered this fucking line, he goes, <laughs> he goes, isn't the first time Shane showed up for a date smelling like anal glands. <laughs> oh my God. I could not breathe for 10 minutes after he said that. I was, <laughs> I love it. Okay, <clears throat> then Judge Lauren Lake, she gives us some, I don't know, like wedding advice, travel advice, how to pack your dishwasher advice. Okay, I know that Jeff wants Judge Lauren to have a court show on his channel. Well, probably not anymore since he's um, divorcing his channel, but... Maybe if they ever get married again, um, he wants Lauren Lake to be involved for sure. And I'm just saying, I she already has the court stuff on TV and all that. I get that that's her persona, but she has so many other life tips. Like, why not like the Lauren lifestyle or like life with Lauren? And she just gives us like a Martha Stewart type, you know, tips and tricks because she was giving out so many valuable ones. 
All right, so with Justin as a guest, we almost got through the entire episode without mentioning Mickey D's, Heather Mickey D, of course. Uh, But alas, you know, caller Valerie had to stir the pot, had to stir the fucking pot. I would rather smoke the pot than stir the pot. (laughs) You guys, that would be my housewife tagline. I love that so much. Oh my. (laughs) Why would I ever stir the pot when I can just smoke it instead? Oh my God. Actually, I'll do both. I'll do all the pots. Okay, so moving on to the Wednesday episode, we have Countess Luanne Deliceps and Count Dracula Budin. Count Chocula, uh, no, Doug Bioden. So Luann was late. That's, that's so uncool. So uncool. She was stuck at the dentist's office, I guess. I don't know. P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney, Australia. Or she was stuck in an Uber on Willoughby Way in Los Angeles, California. I don't know. My radio kind of glitched out. So if Jeff wants these housewives to be on time, here we go. I think he totally fucks it up for himself. This this is the splash assassin theory being broken down live for you. Okay, I think he totally fucks it up for himself by posting one of their selfies to Instagram. Because if they don't show up, then instead of their group picture, he just posts the celebrity's face. That I'm sure they send him a picture or he picks one from their heavily filtered Instagram. So obviously, Luann sees that and she's like, wait, I can either be on time and be forced to snap a picture under the harsh fluorescent lighting of the Sirius XM office building. Or I can be late and send a carefully curated and heavily filtered selfie instead. Oh, darling, let's take our time and order another Exile France, Exile Fuck Jeff Lewis Live's Instagram pic. Um, yeah, speaking of breakfast, actually, Doug Budin, he started eating his midnight snack off of a breakfast tray in bed at 7.15 p.m. He just, he wants to hang out in bed. He likes to wind down at the end of the night, hanging out in bed. I have so many thoughts on this. Like I, first, I totally agree, Doug. I am, I am you, yes, you are me and we are one together. Why the fuck don't we spend more time lounging around in bed, okay? It is the comfiest place in your entire household. And you can't even appreciate it fully because the only time that you utilize it is when you're asleep. You're asleep. You don't even know. You don't even know the fucking magic that you're laying on unless you wake up in the middle of the night for 10 seconds and then you curl up and you're like, oh my God, this is so comfy and fall right back asleep. And you never even enjoy it. But the reason that it's so fucking comfy, why wouldn't you want to lay in it all the time. Like I want to be alive and awake and be able to enjoy the comfiness. So yes, Doug. Also with quiet time, I call it quiet time because my my nieces and nephews, it was always like, we got to put them down an hour early for quiet time. And then I started giving myself quiet time and putting myself to bed around 8 p.m. Just like I go to bed around 8 p.m. And then I start quiet time for the next two hours. And by quiet time, I obviously like mean just more screen time because I haven't gotten enough of it all fucking day, all fucking day. Oh my God. Like blue light by the nightlight because we don't want to live the nightlife. I just like sunshine. All right. So Doug is dressing as a lady this Halloween, a lady man or lady boy. I don't know. I guess we'll find out soon enough, but he has a box of wigs and stockings and pantyhose. He's got to utilize it somehow. So... 
I was like, basically, Doug is ready to audition for the star role in Mrs. Doubtfire at any point. Like, truly getting Doug Budin to play Mrs. Doubtfire in the Broadway play. I don't see I don't see any other casting option that would be acceptable. Except whoever they have currently. Whatever. But Doug would be fucking perfect, mind you. Mind you. Actually, that's what Doug should dress up as. Mrs. Doubtfire. (gasps) Boom. Boom. You're welcome, babe. All right. So then moving on to Doug's truffle salt. More things that he should thank me for. Actually, what he should have done is ask me to promote it. Promote it to all three listeners that we have over here. No, we've been over this. I can't help myself, but I can help others do. Those who can't do teach, you know? So like, even if I couldn't get a sale, if it was hanging off a boat, for goodness sake, oh my God, I can help other people get sales. And Doug should have let me know that his salt was made in Duxbury, Mass. Well, I would have told you guys that Duxbury is bougie as fuck. You can tell by their name, Duxbury? Who gives a fucksberry? Nobody in Duxbury. So I know there's a lot of scams out there, but this deal seems very kosher. And I mean that the salt company must be kosher to deal with. I don't know if the fucking salt is kosher. Don't quote me on shit. Don't quote me on shit. Except for that. That, oh my God. That is the one thing that you can quote me on. Quote, quote, don't quote me on shit. Bitch, bitch. I ain't got no legs, bitch. All right. So um, speaking of Halloween, Jeff and Luann, they both have blackface in common. Well, being accused of blackface when it was really their Halloween costumes, just kind of getting the best of them. You know how it goes. You try to dress up all fun and end up getting accused of blackface. Happens to nobody. That happens to nobody. What a weird thing to have in common. Oh, my God. So then we move on in JLL and Luann explains bougie retirement communities to everyone. Like... (laughs) she was like, oh my God, you guys, there's this crazy thing out there where all of these elderly people, they live in a particular area and they have their own. And I'm like, yeah, babe, we all go visit our grandparents once a year at one of those. (laughs) Sorry, grandma Pearl. Um, I should go visit her more often. She actually just moved to a new retirement community. (laughs) She moved communities because she hated the way her new one was being run. It started to get new management and she was not having it. Grandma was not having it. And she was like, fuck this. I want out. And I was like, get grandma what she wants. Cause I'm not paying for it. So I don't give a fuck. Um, But yeah, so Luann was telling us about the villages in Florida. She she is totally working as a real estate agent for them and getting a cut because we are getting the whole spiel. They have yoga, tennis, tea parties, orgies, all of the above at the villages. It was basically a longer promo than for Doug's truffle salt. But Jeff mentions Leisure World, which is, so the villages is Florida's big retirement community and Leisure World is in Los Angeles, or yeah, greater area, sure. So Los Angeles is so big. It's you know, big. I come from the tiniest state. I don't understand how giant your state is. But when I did live in that, I should know because I lived in Cali and my cousin's grandpa lived at Leisure World, but all we knew it as was Seizure World. Seizure World. Woo! I'm- which is awful. I get it. It's awful, but it's fucking hilarious. You gotta love a witty pun. And if you're that old, like you can't lose your humor, even at that age. Come on. So in Florida, if we're going to have to give them a nickname, the villages, I'm like shocked. I would be shocked. And I'm sure this is already a thing that the residents, the young residents around the surrounding areas, (laughs) they call the villages, the pillages because, 
<laughs> because everybody's popping pillies left and right, bitch. Come to the villies, pop some pillies. Oh, 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 suck some dillies. Dick, 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 dick. All right, let's move up, but wrap it. Wrap, keep it safe, kids. And no matter what age, you're never too young for a condom. <laughs> I mean old. I mean old. You're ew, you are too young. You need to be 18 or older to participate in sexual activities a lot. I I don't know rules of life. Okay, let's move on to the Thursday episode of JLL. We had Jamie Kennedy and Mercedes Jofried. I don't know. I loved MJ's vibe. All right, so she maybe because she got knighted as a Scottish princess. I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. It's not confirmed yet, I guess, but MJ is becoming a Scottish princess, living in a castle, and basically just call her MJ Markle. MJ, <laughs> MJ and Megan. Mercedes and Megan, the Markle twins. <laughs> God, I guess actually um, Mercedes was allegedly on a reality show and gone for a month trying to be the HBIC of a trader's household somewhere in Scotland. And she returned back to LA to find that she lost the title of HBIC in her own fucking household to her husband. That's so rude. He's Tommy is now the head bitch in charge. <laughs> nah, let's be honest. Shamps is always the HBIC over there. Um, But basically, Shams had to learn young that these hoes ain't loyal. These hoes ain't loyal to nothing but the fucking green baby, okay? So mama's gonna go earn some fucking money, bitch. To send you to college, of course. She loves you more than anything. I'm joking. I'm joking. MJ, you absolutely should work as much as you want to. You're doing... That's amazing. I love it. I love it. It's fine if you're gone for a month. Here's what you're not realizing. Is that, sure, you might miss a month of his life in year five, okay? In year five five of his existence here. But when it comes to year 50, once Shams is 50 years old, he can turn on E! Network, Bravo Network, Peacock Network, Flamingo Network, the Guerrilla Warfare Network. I don't know, not that one. But um, your his mom will forever be immortalized through TV. Like, you're doing such cool things. You're improving yourself all the time, which only gives him endless benefits in the long run. And you're also teaching him endless lessons through all the stages of his life because of the lessons that you've been brave and vulnerable enough to do on camera for millions of people to sit there and dissect, you know? Like, he'll be like, watch you on Traders and watch you go through whatever evolution you did. I don't know if you did fucking Iowanda on that trip, but whatever Zen MJ has now found in her life, like, or, bo- sorry, boss bitch Zen. It was very Zenny though. Zenny boss bitch. Um, yeah, she can now, like, M- uh, Shamps will see that and be like, oh my God, I remember that time my mom was gone and this is what she was growing to become this version of herself and I love like she's always trying to improve and I love my mom that's what he's gonna think all right but truly the real solution so if MJ was gone for a month and Shams now looks at Tommy like his leader just send Tommy away for a month just send Tommy away for a month I don't know I don't care pick rehab vacation yoga retreat anger management getaway allegedly I don't know whatever you you guys pick it will set Shams' equilibrium right again, all right? Month for a month. So moving on, Jeff missed spending some time with Monroe on her birthday for Architecture Digest. Um, okay, I know I just like did that big support MJ rant. Um, Jeff, you'll get that in a minute, but for <laughs> first, um, yeah, all right. So Jeff is like, probably I shouldn't have done 
that architecture shoot, uh, even though designer, other designers would be killed to featured in that, like what a huge opportunity for some, but did I really need it? I'm kind of popular enough, you know? Um, yeah. So look, I think maybe in the early two thousands, architectural digest was something different, but, um, now I feel like you can literally have AI design a house and feature that in the magazine and pay nobody. Like, or my other theory is once the Kardashians started getting featured in it and like on their, sh- they were like, oh my God, we're all in Architecture Digest. Look at that. Isn't that funny? Um, I was like, they must be paying an entrance fee. Like pay to get into the magazines. Pay to get in, of course, because then it forever lives on an in infamy. So it's always worth it. And I feel like the Kardashians mantra at home is just like the end justifies the means. And they just sit there and like chant at the dinner table, like the end justifies the means. And then they cheers their blocks of gold and chow down. I, I don't know what goes on over there, but you know who would know? Jess' old assistant, Matthew. So can you please confirm that? That they all sit there. The end justifies the means. We need more green, green, green. And they all just like poof into. (laughs) They poof into $100 bills. (laughs) Just explode into money. Oh my God. Okay. So um, Jeff was saying that him and Anthony Anderson were mutually fucking up the Arc D interview. They were bringing the facetious energy. They were bringing the chaos energy, all of the above. And Jeff even, oh my God, Jeff, he explained Anthony's white people, black people grilling whole theory. So yeah, he had to toss the race card into it. I was like, Jeff, are you sure that Jameson always tosses the race card into the equation? Because I think you do the same when it comes to your bud, Anthony Anderson. Okay, can I get an amen, J-men? J-men, a son. Okay. Um, yeah, but Jeff was like, it was basically a total waste of time. Like, what the fuck are they even going to do with that footage? Uh, send it over to Hollywood House Lift. What the fuck? Get a, those are the side stories that we want to see. We love some giggles. But beca- but Jeff wasn't giggling when it was done because he realized it went on for way too long. They wasted a lot of time. And so now he missed some of Monroe's birthday, spending some time with her during the day, and has been beating himself up for the past 12 hours. I Like, he already has two black eyes, one concussion, and... <laughs> mentally beating himself up um okay jeff 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 uh no of course monroe would have wanted to spend more time with you i think that you are right to have feelings of being disappointed in yourself like you shouldn't just brush it off and be like i whatever like there's always an next year like it's good to acknowledge why you would feel disappointed and say that you would have done things differently of course but then cap it cap it. Just give yourself a minute to be mad at you, at you. And then you have to focus on the fact that you are an amazing dad who always puts his daughter first, no matter what. You unintentionally made the wrong choice this time about where to spend your time on her birthday. But now you learned from it and just fucking forgive yourself. Just do it now. Just forgive yourself. And anytime you look back at that memory and have those feelings of disappointment or anger at yourself, replace it. Try to replace it with being proud that you are and always will be the best dad that she could ever ask for. Are you joking? Hands down. Because if you knew the outcome, you would have made a different decision. If you knew the future and somebody was like, Jeff, do this Arc D interview with Anthony, fuck around for too long, miss some of my 
Monroe's birthday, be late to dinner, blah, blah, blah. like, would you do it? You would have been like, no, kids, do the interview a different day. Like, you did not intentionally do this. So, yes, acknowledge me, you made the wrong choice, but you can always make, there's so much time to make the right choice. And you do make the right choice 99% of the time. This was one of your not good ones in terms of her. But, like, again, you do so many amazing things. You are doing fucking amazing. So, Again, anytime you have like a bad memory of something or like you think back and you're like, oh, I wish I did something different. Take an extra second to also acknowledge the positives that you do, you know, and like the the good thing about it or some some type of reframe, silver lining. What the fuck do I know? I don't know. All I know is that everybody will forgive you, Jeff, except for Monroe, who will absolutely never forget how you fucking ruined her birthday and daddy wasn't there to take me to the fair. Seems he doesn't care. Jeff wasn't there. Oh my God, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Oh my God, Jeff. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You are literally the best dad ever. Okay. Love you. Love you. Love you. I'm kidding. You, everyone loves a good Austin Powers reference. All right. So Nancy's back. Have we mentioned that? Um, Nancy said that there was absolutely no food in the house. She had to get 12 carts of groceries. I don't know. The best part is how Jeff kept on emphasizing Nancy could not believe there was no food in the house. Nancy's never seen the cupboard so empty. Nancy never does. And I'm like, what about you? What about... What about you, Jeff? What about the person who is living there? Did you notice that there was no food in the house? Like, <laughs> why is Nancy telling you that there's no food in the house? Wouldn't you know that? No, because you don't eat food in the house. You don't. <laughs> oh my God. It, I just, I don't get why Nancy needed so many groceries when Jeff didn't even realize that there were no groceries inside of his house. It wasn't like he was like, oh my God, can you get this? He didn't even know. All right, so then Jamie Kennedy goes on a rant, kind of like mine. He goes on a sicko rant, a sicko rant <laughs> about sicko fans. <laughs> no, Jamie, oh my God, this is great. So he goes, people always say, you're a sicko fan. You're a sicko fan. You're a sicko fan, Jamie. I don't know, but he's like, it's the most overused bullshit term of all time, which by the way, I would argue that it's actually one of the most underused term of all times because <laughs> I think I hear someone say it once a decade and Jamie filled my quota. This <laughs> because like it's to the point where I don't even know the definition of it. I would have to look it up. And Jamie, Jamie must have assumed that, that we all didn't know because in his next breath, he went on to define what a sycophant is. And that's the most hilarious thing to me for someone to say, this word is the most overused term of all time. Now let me define it for all of you because no one probably uses it and none of you know what it means. <laughs> like who's telling you that? Who's using this word to you, Jamie? Who do you know? What do you know? Who are these? people. I don't fucking know. Okay, let's move on to the Friday episode. We had Patrick Simpson and Paul Artu. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. Have I lost my mind? No, because I never had one to begin with. I have no... Where is my mind? Where is my mind? Where is my mind? That's a song. I'm not, I swear, I know I'm a little crazy, but I'm not that crazy. There's just so many like random fucking references. I don't know if everyone knows them all. All right. Speaking of references, he did leave his wallet in an Uber for the second time this month. Jeffrey, he doesn't understand why he's becoming so forgetful. It's so unlike him. He's always been responsible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, but you forget that you morph into the people that you spend the most time around. So if you fall in love with a forgetful fool, you too shall eventually slip into their patterns. Like you are just because you're morphing into stew. <laughs> but oh my God, wait, can you imagine the alternate universe where stew is wicked organized and like moves very like smooth and stealthily. And then Jeff is the mess, Jeff the mess, leaving his social security card on the sidewalk like Stu did on the 4th of July. Or maybe it was his license. I don't know, semantics. All right, so then we promote the hollow teeny for the first time. All week. <laughs> Just fucking kidding. It's only been shoved down our throat the whole thing. But Jeff can't promote it under Jeff Lewis Live or under the Jeff Lewis channel. That's not a real channel in your car unless you have the app or whatever. Like instead he has to promote it under option Z, his podcast. Like Jeff Lewis has issues. Understatement of the year. It's actually more like JLL branding has issues, okay? The JLL branding, and it's not Jeff's fault. That's, that's a partnership issue. And guys, look, I'm just saying, I got so much branding experience. Let me fix this fucking mess, Sirius XM. And yes, I will humbly agree to the 185K salary and all the terms and conditions that apply and all the parking passes and all the free and all the free bevy, 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 bevy for everybody, bevy for everybody. I is better. I take the job. Did I mention that we got Oscars announcing debut, you guys? What the fuck? What? Okay. Uh, um, okay. Okay. Um, um, be nice, Amy. Be nice. Be nice. Um, hmm. Should I just not talk about it then? Should I mean, uh, be nice. Um, wow. All right. So here's the deal. If you're behind in the times, it's been a few months and Oscar's a professional announcer. And every time he's been asked to announce on the radio, it's like, <laughs> choking he just choked choke chokes and so which is fine i get it that's fine you're he's the producer he's not the on-air talent <clears throat> and now we understand why. i'm sorry love you ask um but yeah i'm so confused that's a professional announcer yeah i it was like well ladies and gentlemen we got your chance for halloween come to halloween I'm Halloween. Who wants Halloween? Who wants Halloween? I was like, what the fuck? Get the... Well, ladies and gentlemen, who wants to enter for the chance for the Halloween teeny event? You could have the chance to wear your best costume and meet Jeff Lewis live in person on the Jeff Lewis Has Issues event for the Jeff Lewis live channel to be posted on later. I don't fucking know. All right. Yeah, you guys, it's up to you guys what you want to do in that production room. Okay, so speaking of production... Jeff fired somebody on production. He's been doing a lot of shedding, a lot of shedding of the unnecessary fools in his life. Um, but yeah, so when he fired this production person, it turned into a fight, which I gasped. I gasped multiple times this episode. Oh, 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 what? I couldn't believe it. And side note, my own reactions, they make me laugh because I do it. And then I'm like, instantly think, bitch, why the fuck are you so dramatic? Like he, okay, he fired somebody, but I was sitting there like, Aah! cause in my head, I'm like, it better not be fucking Jen Green. It bet no. Cause he was like, this is somebody I'm close to, but we gave them a chance to change and they stayed the same fool that they were eight weeks ago. So I'm going to need the deets. I just, I, uh, the ambiguity 
Did I say that right? Ambiguity. Being ambiguous. Um, Just like Jameson and why he was in a bad mood. We don't even have time for that. We don't have time for anything now in this new or whatever. Um, Yeah, so let's just move on quick. Jeff's had a reading, a coffee Armenian reading. There's a poisonous snake in the friend group that he has to behead and decapitate them because they're biting others and lashing out. Uh, Does it rhyme with Pelipod? I don't know. It just seemed like she poisoned the universal hollow teeny stroll. And I was trying to stroll through all the characters of Jeff Lewis's life that I know. And that was the only prayer I could think of. I don't know. I don't know. I wish that they fucking slipped and gave us those initials. Cause it sounds like KD to me. Um, all right. So moving on in JLL, Jeff has a bit with Patrick and Paul that they love to plug their businesses. And he's like, oh my God, another plug, another plug. Uh, at least it's better than the butt ones that you always bring for me. I'm kidding. I'm, jo- I'm fucking joking. But um, MJ, she promoted John Hill's show yesterday for like 20 minutes. And Jeff said that he asked in-depth questions to promote it even further. Okay. So drop your, what is that? Um, hot person um privilege pretty privilege they're giving john hill pretty privilege and patrick and pole are the prettiest of the bunch so give them all the privileges because we know that white males don't have enough (laughs) it was just too easy i had to say (laughs) oh my god okay um but we do go over the pricing for poles armenian coffee cup readings and i have the funniest story about that but i don't think patrick and pole would appreciate me sharing so I want to show that I can kind can keep something. I don't need to share everything, but it was fucking hilarious. And it's not that I stick my whole foot in my mouth. It's usually just like a toe, like just like the baby, baby pinky, baby pinky toe um, that ends up in my mouth. But it was no exception with my reading with them. Like I obviously had to say something <laughs> that it makes me giggle to this day when I think about but we'll share it. We'll share at a later date. We need things to look forward to. So I hope that you guys are looking forward to having the best fucking week of your lives. Okay. Just have the best fucking time of your lives. Go to splashesstudio.etsy.com. But we have the best fucking design merch. It's so cute. You guys, there's so many new things out and I'm in love. I'm in love with it all. So please help share, spread um the SOS merch, like the poison that spreads around Jeff's life. Uh, there we go. All right. Have the best fucking weekend. I love you guys. I love you. I love you. Bye. Splash. 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 Splash.